Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Shelters by Jesus Radio. My name's Al. I'm here with Seth. Hi, Seth. Hey, good morning, Al. And uh, we're so glad that you chose to make us part of your day. We're here in the studios of Skowhegan, Maine at Shelters by Jesus Homeless Shelter. We have a special guest with us as well, too, Laurel. Hi, Laurel. Hi. Hey, Al. <laughs> <laughs> She's my wife. That's, that's Mrs. T. So anyway, we're, we're happy to have her. And we have a great subject I, th- I think our listeners will enjoy. So stay tuned. So good morning, Al. <laughs> that it is. Hey, spring is here, really. It's, it is. It, you can really feel it today. So we're broadcasting, as I mentioned, from the studios in Skowhegan, Maine, and spring has arrived, and it's just a beautiful thing. I've seen a lot of flowers starting to, those crocuses are popping out of the ground. That's amazing. The trees are budding. Uh, our garden is starting to have those perennials start to come up. Kind of starting to wake up a little bit. I have some are. garlic in my raised beds uh, that are just, oh, they're like three inches out of the ground. Nope. Now, so they're coming. I think it's a little early, too. You know, I saw some June bugs this week. Oh. So now wait. Now, what month are we in here? April? <laughs> and it's June. And we're seeing June bugs, which yeah. is... Uh, so we're a little ahead of the schedule, too. We are. So, yeah. Oh, God's creation is so wonderful. It really is. Hummingbirds are due back. Usually you can set your clock by them. It's an interesting thing. Mother's Day and Labor Day. They come here, at least this part of the country where we are. Mother's Day, they'll show up and then they leave on Labor Day. And so they migrate. But they're ahead of schedule. We put a couple feeders out. Yeah. What a pleasure that is to see God's creation. There's a map you can go on Google and see them as they're migrating. People report where they are. No kidding. They're up into New York State now. And so they'll be here any day. So kind of cool. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to be talking about a subject today found in the book of Ephesians. And it is called the Armor of God. I have a study Bible. And that's the uninspired little title here. However, it's following it is Inspired Word that uh, the Holy Spirit used to talk to Paul about armor of God and why Mm. we need it, what it looks like, and uh, how it can help us, I believe. And so I think our listeners, it'll be a a real beneficial session. Well, some people like to say, oh, well, this is fundamental, one-on-one Christian faith, but I have to disagree. I think it is completely, utterly necessary. We know that the Bible tells us we are involved in a spiritual warfare. Mm. And as a soldier from the army, I wouldn't go into combat without my armor. And so God is giving us his armor and his weapon here that we use to fight back against the kingdom of darkness. So, you know, is it something we probably learn early on in our Christian life? Yeah, sure. But it, it, we do that so that we can have years and years of experience and putting it on and using mm. it. Laurel, do you remember getting at the Christian bookstore that armor for, for one of our kids? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was pretty cool. Well, they have the, the little fake leather outfits and they have a plastic sword and they have a helmet that has a big cross on the front with a lion, the Lion of Judah on it. And I remember our youngest one, he really got into playing with that. He loved feeling that he was protected Hmm. and he felt very courageous and strong going when he had his uniform on. I think it could help us a lot to be bolder as Christians. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And when you have, when you know you're being protected, when you have something to protect you, you are obviously, I think, as a measure of that, more bold. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, we're called to be confident. I taught in Philippians and it says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things with thanksgiving and make your, your needs known. 
another way to think of that is don't be anxious. Well, be confident. Be mm. confident of all things. Yeah. So not to be scared, but to be confident. Now, that's a lot easier said than done, right? I mean, if you're in real combat and you hear rumbling off in the distance, you know, I've read a lot of books on civil war, that sort of thing, and you hear rumbling in the distance, your adrenaline starts to flow. And so you've probably had that real life, uh, not to bring up any memories, but you probably, you know that feeling, mm. don't you? Mm-hmm. You ready yourself. Yeah. You ready yourself. Yeah, you do. You check everything, and, and I mean, all and, the- and you don't keep the armor very far from you. You don't keep your weapon. I mean, your weapon's right next to you the whole time, you know, because you want to survive. You want to make it. The spiritual warfare is no different. You know, we're supposed to be keeping our armor and our weapon next to us, with us, as often as possible, because if we don't have it, then how can we defend ourselves? And, and to be familiar with what it is, too. I mean, mm. and what it involves, and what it looks like, and what it's capable of. It's, mm. it's just like, so you practice it. I mean, today we'll be practicing it. Just like you take a look at the athlete that then the game is on the line and they go to that foul shot that charity stripe and they're going to make that shot hopefully they have practice what you don't see is they have practice behind the scenes again and again and again and again hundreds of times they're familiar with what that looks like how to prepare yourself mentally Mm. and physically uh, for that particular moment I think there's some analogies there too that we can ready ourselves be familiar with it use it recognize attacks when they're coming or about to come, that sort of thing. Mm. And as believers, we want to be successful for God's sake and to Him be the glory. Amen? Amen. The book of Ephesians is one of the first books that I ever learned as a new believer Mm -hmm. because I needed to be prepared. Sure. (laughs) The whole chapter is the spiritual warfare. Mm. And every single topic there is an element of being clothed with the armor of God. If your relationship isn't right with a husband and wife, you leave a gap in your armor. If your relationship isn't right in in your attitude towards your children or towards work, that's a gap in the armor. Chapter 6. Okay. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise that it may go well with you, that you may also enjoy long life on earth. Fathers, don't exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly master with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he has done, whether he is a slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them, since you know he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. So yes, it starts out like that, kind of sets the stage. Here's some attitudes to have in life Mm -hmm. and how to live it. Is that what you were kind of getting at, Laurel? Yes. No, that's true. We can invite the devil into our life, into our home, because we are compromising rather than sticking to standards. Well said. This is concluding a, 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 an awesome yeah. book. It really is. And I, I hate to just overuse that word, but we try to reserve it for the Lord. But it is an awesome book. Mm. God has just really captured so much in here. Yeah. And so we do encourage people to read the whole book. You will be rewarded. The end of this chapter found in Ephesians New Testament. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but 
but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all fiery arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions and with all prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, always keep on praying for all the saints. Do you notice twice, once in verse 11 and 13, it uses the word full? Yes. The full armor of God. If you're missing one piece, your armor becomes ineffective. And you know, it's like there's a verse too that says in Corinthians 2, therefore renew your mind. Be not conformed to the world, but be rather transformed by the renewing of your mind. Sometimes, you know, we read a verse like that or this armor and we think it's a one-shot deal. Hmm. You do it. Now, okay, my mind is renewed. Okay, I got, the, I have the armor on. But, you know, there's something to submitting. There's a perpetual need to renew your mind, for example, and to have this yes. armor put on. You have to continually do it, I believe. Yeah, I agree. And so it reinforces it. You know, right away, I think it brings us back into that relationship and who gave the armor and who is our master and who is our protector, who is our sword and buckler, who is Jehovah Nisi, the one that is our banner that goes before Mm -hmm, us. mm -hmm. And so we start to say like, yes, okay, despite everything that's going on or that may go on, we've been around the block enough that we know stuff goes on. Let's prepare ourselves and ready ourselves. And so I think even before I start to utter this out loud, which I think has some value in doing that and saying it out loud, announcing it, I believe that we start to refocus on our Savior. Hmm. And so for me, just the idea, where is this armor listed? It's in his word. Why do we put it on? Because he's given it to us to use and to be ready. And so, yeah, I start I start to refocus. Well, he says to take up our cross daily and follow him, right? Yes. Like you mentioned, Al, renewing of our minds. It's renewing over and over and over again, putting on the armor every single day. Yeah. You're right. It brings us to a place where we remember who Jesus is and what his purpose is. Not to make it like a, a good luck charm or anything no. like that. And I don't want to be disrespectful. Sorry, Lord. But, you know, I used to have a a rabbit's foot hanging from the rear view mirror in the car, and it wasn't so lucky for that rabbit. But (laughs) anyway, uh, it's it's not like a, a lucky charm of any sort. Folks, we don't want you to misunderstand that. It's a gift from God. It really is that, and he used Paul to articulate this. And so there's a need for it. Why? Because we're in that battle, like you said. And listen Mm. to this. Listen to what it says. It's our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mm. Wow. This is insider information in that there's a force, an evil force that we cannot see that is against us. Hmm. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we can then begin to make strides to serve the Lord. Well, the importance of studying the Word of God also, Alice, to get to know who your enemy is. Mm. You can't fight effectively as a military unless you've studied your enemy, you're aware of his tactics, you're aware of their technology, you're aware of their training, Ah. you're aware of their numbers. 
and that helps to give you an advantage if you have to go to battle this foreign military. The same is with God's word. How can I fight something I, I know nothing about? It's impossible. And that's why God is so gracious gracious, and telling us, listen, this is what sin is. I don't want you to do this. This is how the enemy operates. This is what I'm giving you to protect yourself from that. And so if we're able to study and to pray and to grow and have grace and learn, then we can put God's armor to better use, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. If there was an enemy that was attacking our families, it came against my family, for example, and I could see them. Well, Mr. Man, you know I'd be doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. I'm just, mm-hmm. God's made us protectors right away. I'd kick into another gear if mm-hmm. I could see them, okay? And yeah. then so we'd want to fight them. And we could see who was attacking us and what was going on. But this is different. I remember the first time that I ever experienced the armor of God. I had just learned about it in church and I had put it on for the first time. And then you and I went to sleep. But I remember all of a sudden I was wide awake and I felt as if there was a a large rectangle over me. I just felt like there was something that was over me. And then all of a sudden you sat up straight in bed and said, I feel like somebody just threw up on me. And I was like, what is this, God? What is this? And then we started talking. I said, the armor of God. And you picked that right up and you started running with it. That was a concert of prayer. I, we had signed up for praying for a particular area in the world for that the gospel could go forth. Mm. It was, I believe, this longitude and latitude. And it was in Africa, I think, somewhere. Anyway, mm-hmm. we were praying. And so we're, I, I, we're fairly new Christians, like yep. Laurel just mentioned. And I said, sure, we'll sign up for that. Well, the only the only <laughs> time we had was like early in the morning. It was like 1 o'clock, 1.30. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, we'll sign up for that and pray for an hour. During that time, yes, we did come under intense spiritual yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Africa is a battleground. Yeah. Yes. Uh, very much a I battleground. There. So, a lot yeah. of witchcraft. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we wake, we wake up and I'm just like, whoa. So we start praying and we're like, let's just do it. And I just remember just feeling like something was trying to strangle me, too. Mm-hmm. I just felt mm-hmm. like that. It's mm-hmm. just, I know, I don't mean to scare anyone, but there was a reality that I had never experienced. And, you know, probably it was because we were about to make a breakthrough to God be the glory. And Satan doesn't want us to succeed. And so there came the battle. And, you know, at that time, all of a sudden, we were getting to know the Holy Spirit as he knew us fully, but we only knew in part and still do. But anyway, we're getting to know him better. I had some stuff in the house that needed to go. And I didn't realize it, but I'm not saying that this is the same for everyone, but I had some stuff that my uncle had given me when he helped liberate Germany in World War II. And they were, it was a German flag, a Nazi flag, and it was a Nazi armband. And I actually had considered selling it and making some buckos at one point and could not find it because we just had a lot of stuff in our attic, mm. had a drop, pull down stairs and what have you. But that night, after we had prayed a little bit and gotten, I felt like some protection mm-hmm. via the, the armor and, and just going before our loving God, all of a sudden I just went, that's got to go. And mm-hmm. I don't even think I mentioned it. To yes, you L- did. Did I mention to Laurel? But I didn't know what it was you were talking about at the time. You just and said I just, something I, is, something evil's in the house and it has to go. It was just, it was just, it was weirdness. But I went up into the attic. Here it is in the early in the morning, took a flashlight. Mind you, I had looked for this stuff previously and had not been able to find it. I mean, because I thought I'd take it. I remember there was a gun shop that says, oh yeah, we buy that kind of memorabilia and couldn't find it. But that night I went in, got up to the top of the stairs and I said, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, there it is. Third box buried right over there. I just felt like it. I went over there, opened it. 
unpacked the box on top, reached, looked inside, there it was, the bottom, pulled them out, went outside, and Laurel's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I gotta get rid of this. And I was like, so what am I gonna do with it? Just throw it away and then maybe someone find it? I said, I'm just gonna burn it. <laughs> so so I got this big bowl and I filled it with a little bit of Mr. Gasoline and then anyway, I dropped it in there and- It didn't burn right away. It didn't, I'm throwing matches in there and the, and the matches are ex- being extinguished. Mm-hmm. And then I thought like, oh, I'll just reach down with a match and then I thought, oh, wait a second. And I really felt that's what Satan wanted me to do. Blow myself up. Great. <laughs> Al, Al will be gone. One more warrior. I'm like, I'm not falling for that one. So I lit a piece of pipe paper and yeah. threw it in there and whoomp. Mm-hmm. And so in the middle of the night, here's this 10-foot flame into the air, you know, out in our rocky driveway. And uh, You were defending our home. I was defending the home. You the Lord on a mission. You helped did it. me at that mm-hmm. time. And, and so yeah. we rejoiced in that there was victory that night in our household. And we learned some important lessons that really is a battle and I yeah. couldn't see him at that night but right. it was against us. Al, you love your children, yes? Yes. Now, did you teach them how to protect themselves? Sure. Did you Caut- to be cautious, don't right. cross the road. Don't do this, yeah. don't do that. Don't go by the stove, it's hot, this so is, on and so forth. You know, yeah. When you're out in the, in the winter, wear your winter jackets, you know. So, you taught your children how to protect themselves and how to do the right thing, right? Well, the armor is an extension of God's love. Mm. He's protecting his children. He's like, "Listen, do these things, wear these things, mm-hmm. and I'll fight for you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, then we're making the choice not to. Yes, now, would you I say agree. putting on the armor is a conscious decision? Absolutely. Right. So God, being our loving Father, has designed a way to protect his children. And so he's telling us, wear this. You know, I love you. I care about you. Wear this. I put it on every day. And it occurs to me that I haven't put it on today. Yeah. <laughs> not that I'm still not protected and loved and have that power to walk in the spirit. But I think of it like I do it when I come to the Bible studies. You do. You're verbal about it, I'm verbal which about I think it. is important. I don't say it exactly in this order, although it's probably not a bad idea to learn it in this order, but I usually just say like, okay, let's put on the sandals of, and I wait for a response and people know it's the gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. It's peace. Put on the sandals of peace. And then I put on, and we're doing it right now, and we're doing it for you listeners too. We're right. putting on peace for you on behalf of our Savior. He allows us to do crazy things like this. And so, yes, then I put on the belt of truth. And then I put on the breastplate of, I wait for a pause. Righteousness. It's his righteousness. Amen. Yes. And, yeah. and so put on the breastplate of righteousness. And then I put on the helmet of, and I wait for a pause. And they say, salvation. Salvation. <laughs> and it's amazing that people really do mm. learn it. They and, do. And shield of faith. Faith. And they all say that. Mm. And or most of them, or there's some new ones, you know, they'll be yep. like, what's going on here? But they're listening and they're learning. Then we pick up the sword of the spirit. Spirit, which is his word. And then I used to just go that far. And then I remember my wife would be in the audience and she would fold her hands. Our <laughs> listeners can't see this. Put it in like a, a, a sign of prayer, two hands together. And then she would remind me that, you know, Ephesians 6.18 says to keep on praying. And we keep on praying. And that engages a lot of this stuff. So, well, yeah, we're going to talk about and that. And everything that we do, we should do with the Lord as one. Right. So prayer is just activating what he's given us. 
by the oneness we have with him. That's true. I'll say it like uh, from a military standpoint, you know, God is saying, pray for one another. Well, in the military, we would exercise a version of prayer by keeping each other informed, calling out positions, you know, learning about the enemy, learning about tactics. And that's how we're looking out for one another and trying to keep each other alive. And so God is like, listen, you see, we all have casualties. I've been a casualty, Al. How about you? Yes, I have. And and we're going to be. Been wounded. Yes. Right. And so we really need each other, sometimes fighting for each other. Sometimes, Al, you're going to drop your sword. And if you're left alone, you have disarmed yourself in the battle. Mm. But if you have a praying brother or sister, wife, friend, they're stepping in in your place, waiting for you to pick that sword back up and defending you. Standing in the gap. Amen. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed our episode today talking about the armor of God. Al, it was really good to see you again, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here and be seen. Yes. <laughs> Amen. And Laurel, thank you for joining us. It's really good to see you. Thank you. I love being here. Amen. So, folks, if you want to learn more about Shelters by Jesus, you can do so by going to www www.shelterbyjesus.com. There we have our documentary, pastor's books, and some more information about who we are and what we do. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, you can go to www.sbjradio.com. You can give us a phone call at 207-474-8833, or you can write us a letter at 12 McClellan Street, Skowhegan, Maine, 04976. We look forward to sharing more about the armor of God coming up. So thank you for giving us your ears. Amen. God bless you. 